Just switch the camera four. There it is. Boom. Hey, this is episode four. Daddy's back, bitches. <laughs> What's up? Jason DeVeyes, this is The Option. And today I have Cassie in the house. Try camera two. In the house. House. So camera one and two. That's it. That's it. Say what's up, Cassie. Hey, guys. There she is. <laughs> what's up? So cool, guys. You got questions. We got answers. We got Jeff Samuels on the text, super subbing for Miranda, who is doing, um, yeah. she's doing, a, what do you call it? Intro squad? What, 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 what does that mean? They have a tournament today, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I tried to get torn, but they said Rob is playing torn. I was guy. When I asked them if they were sure, you know, you're sure. You know, so um, we were going to do like a highlight video, Cassie, but since the music comes up on this computer and there's no sound on that, we'll just leave that. <laughs> we'll leave that alone and we'll get her next time. We'll give her around my birthday. Uh, She's going to come back at me from a different angle. So, Cassie, um, you just played in New York, right? I did. Yeah, I just went to New York, played with uh, Pre Lima from Florida. Okay. All right. And I wish I was there. Uh, I, I, know, I had to choose a girlfriend other. and I chose I chose the, the hotter, darker one. You know how yeah, that is. You know how that complexion brings out the abs. Right? I know. So. <laughs> and you um, my biggest concern was you were playing Callahan and Salgado, which I thought was like a main draw worthy team. That's it. They beaten um remember they beaten Kelly Clays and yeah. um Brendy Wilkerson mm -hmm. in Huntington. So Yeah, and, they had a really good run in know, Huntington. You somehow you some way beat them. I'd love to know how. What were some of the things you you did well? Yeah, well we saw them second round of the quali. Um and so we knew I mean we obviously knew they were gonna be in our path if we did our job the first round, but for us we Bree and I we scouted them, watched some film. Mm -hmm. Um saw what their tendencies were the past couple of tournaments and then mo mainly for us our goal was just to keep them out of system mm -hmm. um and to like pretty much keep tracy out of system yep um because she has a she loves to swing okay and yeah. so we just our goal was just keep her out of system and let her swing and just play defense around that Nice. Well, good things happen when you hit the shit out of it, right? Mm -hmm. It's just ping, yeah. pong, ping. Exactly. Um, and Pri's not with you anymore, right? No, Pri is, we decided not to do Seattle together. Okay. Love her anyway. Yeah. So Pri uh, hooked up again with Fallon. She did, yeah. Uh, I, the only reason why I knew is Nicolette Martin was like, oh, we lost. I'm feeling lonely. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I know. No hotel. I mean, like, I'm damn. Sound like a homeless woman in New York. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck happened? So there, hey, there's a partner in case you're looking. I don't know. Yeah, I think Nick and Allie are making another run for it. Their okay. stickers and wheel streak continues. That's one of them U USC things, I guess. Yeah, right? and I think they've got real good chemistry together, and they've mm. done a lot of really good things together. So yeah. they're definitely well, a team to watch for Seattle. The, I mean, they got to go with you a little bit, right? I mean, you got points. Someone, someone's got to find you, and someone's always looking for a good blocker that can set her partner. So um, would you say in the last 12 months is that's one of the things that got better? The Your mm, setting? My setting? Yeah. Yeah, I think um, setting's always been a focus, I think, for everyone across the board, but me especially coming, like, my indoor is primarily – or my, I'm sorry, my background is primarily indoor, and so – as an outside from indoor, I'd never set a ball and I would just hit balls and hit balls and block balls and block balls. So for me, playing beach was like setting was one of the things and ball control in general. Always. Yeah. What's good? What's good you play for? I did indoor. Uh, I played for the University of New Mexico. Okay. In Albuquerque. Nice. Hometown kid. Cool, man. Yeah. I saw their beach team a couple of years ago. Yeah, they had a beach team. Yeah. Um, and then it just 
got they yeah. had this. they're still there i mean I, I was at lmu last year 2018 and we visited That's yeah this past yeah. season was their last one oh was it new mexico that's why those girls are running for their lives mm -hmm. we have their mm -hmm. like their girl and their pair of ones just joined john yeah uh, her name escapes me but um um <laughs> just, it doesn't oh, matter um, Aaron, Aaron martin <laughs> yes yeah Aaron martin man yep Good. she was in new mexico and then they they did mm. away with the beach team and they they let the girls have one more season um this past season and then mm. it's it's no more the politics at unm are just and the money is just no of course lots of turmoil no no doubt so um so you as a player as an individual and i talk setting and maybe the answer will be revisiting that is is that the one thing you thought that you got a little bit better at um the last from the last 12 months to let's say present um <clears throat> she's like no my setting sucks no, uh, no, no no i think my uh are we in? no i'm just leaning back for oh, the yeah. camera camera shot no and i, I think... want to be no i think my game overall has like it's definitely been a really steep learning curve and actually i celebrated my one year anniversary of moving to california yesterday um, what so nice. I've, I've only been here a year um i've been here three yeah yeah i've been here three i get, didn't i get a lot done in three huh yeah damn yeah when, when did jeff come three jeff three years ago See, we met in Michigan and held hands all the way together. It's like an eight-day trip to the Elvis Mansion, you know, Grand Canyon, whatever, man. So, so what's one area that you'd like to get a little bit better at? Um, I'd like to open up my range a little bit offensively, a little bit more dynamic. Okay. Um, and I think that comes from a lot of different things in terms of like. Mecha like mechanics in general and um yeah yeah because i as a coach when i think about stuff. those things and and um you know within the summer and i was at lmu last year and I, uh john mayer and i were shooting a whole, a whole bunch of ideas and dougie fresh actually in new york um and we're always like what's one thing you want to get better at and if it's like you're hitting then hitting's a little general you pick a subset so maybe it's like elbow back elbow forward the little gay robin hood little uh, bow and arrow yeah. um footwork sometimes <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. Because you're. You know. How you, you know. How you pluck an arrow this way. Yeah. And then. Outdoor. Outdoor. <laughs> outdoor. That analogy mm. either. I'm not gonna use that. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Well, if they take gay the wrong way, I saw them have at it. To me, I say gay, happy, joyful. Right. Full of glee. Yeah. <laughs> However you want to justify, man. <laughs> So yeah, so that's one of those things. And indoor, you know, footwork, a, a pivot foot that, that yep. indoor players bring to the outdoor game that helps them, gives them more range on their cross court. Yeah. There are so many ways you could hit cross, and there's only really like one exactly. or two ways so you like can hit line, right? So yeah. And same and line. So that's gonna help you. you got range. Yeah. And yeah. I think especially like in terms of offensively, definitely opening up my mm -hmm. range, and then just being like a more effective, efficient um, blocker, right? Mm -hmm. Being able to either funnel better pull dig better, be more invasive, making like cleaning up my press, making sure I'm really getting in there, being a visual obstacle and physical obstacle at the net. Yeah. Well, for me, the two things as an indoor player, I'm, I'm a 30 year indoor player and mm -hmm. I fell off the cliff like half a decade ago. I mean, um, the two things that, that, that I brought to the beach, the easiest, uh, the, uh, should I say uh, the most seamless is um, one was the block. 
because mm-hmm. now you're not worried about blocking lanes, you know, right. filling a hole with the middle on the insides and all that stuff. You just have kind of aut- autonomy that even though you're blocking one, two, three, four, and five, you, 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 you know, if it's like an in-system set, you, if you have the reach, if you are, if you are what you say you are, you, you know, you can go after some of the hitters more. So that's one of the things that translated wonderfully. And the second thing was um, the server seat. You know, like a lot of people are like, oh, my server seat is bad because I'm an indoor player. I'm like, no, it probably just means because. You know, you suck as an indoor player in service. <laughs> yeah, right. Just, you just can't pass, buddy. <laughs> I, we told you, you got to get this guy headset. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> He's like, can you hear me? I be like Ben Ribs. I hear you, motherfucker. <laughs> what was that from, Baby Boy? Right. He said, uh, oh. he said, I can't stand that dude. He said, he said, damn, I wish you could hear me. And then like three seconds left, you're in the other room. Oh, I, I, I hear you, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and they just went. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, you got up and got in Tyrese's face. Yes. Oh, my God. Guns and butter, oh, you no, stupid no. mother. I was like, wow. So, Cassie, we started volleyball, but this is the options. So. Yeah. It is- so, you know, we, we're going to be all over the place. All right. <laughs> So yeah, for me, sir, um, forearm pass, um, yeah. cause that one move, mm-hmm. you know, allow when you play indoor, that little that little hold in your platform allows the setter to get there, so you could so you could pass low, and the ball still wait for the setter to get right. there. Where some of the outdoor players, they kind of, uh, I I learned the term J hook from him, um, just going going this way, and then sometimes the, the pass holds, and sometimes it goes up and down. It gives that um, technique gives the ball a mind of its own. Yeah. Right. The ball don't like you. It's like to that day. It's like, all right, you know, no, I think I'm a. You want to hook right? A yeah, bit. I think I'm yeah. gonna do one. I think I'm gonna go another way. Joey Desis, what's up, man? From Staten Island, Kevin Fitzkibben, Fitzkibben, cool, man. Mike Cook, East and West. We're going by coastal. That dude's from Russia. All right. Um, uh, Jeff, do you have your Instagram on right now? I just want to know if anyone typed anything. Got off. Yeah, oh, you did. You just got off. All right. All right. Then no worries, we'll, we'll, we'll pick I'm it up later. I'm gonna go back here. I just uh, yeah. I only have the two hands. Mm-hmm. So I'm always I'm always gonna have me some questions <laughs> so, on my own. So, um, so cool. You've been at this for a year. This is your anniversary. This is my anniversary. How many partners? <clears throat> Let's talk about Molly Turner. Uh, Molly, yeah. Was that the first person you made the draw with? Yeah, it was, she was actually Seattle was the first time. Seattle last year was the first time I ever qualified. And it was with Molly. And it was with Molly Turner. Yeah, Molly, Molly Turner. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So the cool thing about Hermosa Beach when you guys qualified and you finally um, you you won a draw. I think you beat Marciniak or someone, or was yeah, it? Yeah, we did. Okay. We will re we Brian Aurora um mm-hmm. and Marciniak. Right. So. It's one of those things where she was like emotional and she was crying. And it was like the same tears from like the qualifier there. Oh my God. And I went out at like time and I said, listen, this, this whole thing, this whole thing where, where you win a game and you act surprised and you're emotional, you've got to stop doing that. All right. It's going to be a normal thing from now on. So you, so you have to stop looking surprised. Like after you win these games, you know, it was fun and it was good that when you, when it happened, Yep. You know, at, at, you know when you qualified, <laughs> but now you're you're officially a professional, so now you have to conduct yourself as such. Yeah. No, that stop, was stop the nonsense. Stop the tears. <laughs> yeah. No, that was definitely. Oh, there's clips. Yep. Now yes. we had we had Kristen um, Roar or uh, right there yep. coaching us for that tournament, and she there was a point in the tournament when both Molly and I were like, all right. 
we're in, we're going to do it. Like we're going to go after it. And she sat us down right in the box and she was like, both of you deserve to be here. You deserve, you've put in the work, go fight and go grind. And that was kind of like the, the theme of the tournament was just, we were going to fight and we were going to grind and act like we deserve to be there. Yeah. Well, the biggest line volleyball is certain people, they're groomed to be good players. And it's like, I'll give you an example of the California system. I'm going to piss off some Californians, but, but easy, so what? Uh, yeah, go. Easy, easy, easy. Sorry. I didn't say I was going to piss off Donald's son or Casey. I'm just going to piss off volleyball people, all right? Casey, I love you and Donald's son. Magnificent job the last two years in the AVP. We've seen it with our own eyes. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I, I just love what it's become the last, from 2017. We went from Triborn in the pit by himself, ball served, out, <laughs> to, to Amazon Prime on three yeah. different streams and yeah. having to watch Kevin Barnett wear that stupid fucking chicken suit. That, yeah, uh, it's you know, it's um, constantly growing yeah. in, our, in our sport, but AVP has just gotten better every single no year. No doubt. We started from just a couple tournaments after yeah. the uh, fold and then like just getting better and now we're getting a little bit of flight money in hotels and yeah, yeah. Well, jeff um it. for those of you who can't hear him you know flight flight stipends yeah. you know uh, accommodations to stay make it make some of these long you want it to be yet. but it makes new york more going to new york more attractive yeah. it, it, it takes the rationalization of uh, i want to go to new york but i can't afford it which i'm yeah. like are you a professional do you want to do you want to be a fucking volleyball player so here's what i was saying this is I call it officers to enlisted men. You got someone that grows up in the right system, tries out for the right club, right? Uh, um, boys club or whatever. Mm -hmm. They get in the right club. And if you're in the right club, you get recruited to the right college. You get recruited to the right college. As soon as you graduate, let's say you need some part-time work. The, the same club is going to hire you as a coach. And let's say you want to be an NCAA coach. They look at your resume. It's like, oh, he coached at that club. That means he must be a good coach. It's the biggest fucking line in sports, okay? It's officers to enlisted men. Then you have people who are who are in the grind, who who kind of have to do it the hard way. They realize life isn't fair, but they're doing it anyway, and they're just waiting for that battlefield commission <laughs> to become an officer. Yeah. But but sometimes, most of the time, in the realization, the highest they could be is a sergeant major, and the officers get to be captains, lieutenants, and this. So the the systems set up for certain people to succeed. So when your coach tells you you deserve it just as much as they do. He's fucking right. He's right. You, 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 it's, this, it's the same work. And, and I would suggest with a heightened level of, of um, I won't say chauvinistic conceit, but, but chest thumping, you probably, probably worked harder. <laughs> probably worked harder. <laughs> well, I think, I mean, it speaks to a lot of like everyone who's here trying to make it on the professional level. Like it's a grind regardless where you come from. Like whether you're a kid that grew up on the beach or whether you're a kid that grew up in the desert or mm -hmm. in concrete like, jungle concrete jungle yeah no matter what Mich yeah michigan <laughs> no matter where you came from like once you get to 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 california to whatever wherever you're trying to grow your professional career like it is a grind mm -hmm. whether whether you were privileged growing up whether you played the game growing up so mm -hmm. it just speaks like you can get to a i think having those resources gets you to a certain level um, but once you, once you want to reach that next level, like no one's going to punch your ticket for you. Exactly. No, of course. I think the two most valuable lessons I learned, and you might share my sentiment of Jeff, uh, co I, I think most likely cosigns on this is, um, uh, one, when I moved, they made me start over, but one, it wasn't fair, but such is life. Life isn't fair. Yeah. Okay. Uh, two, and this is, this is very important. 
um, if you take that fact, not kicking and screaming, they do reward people for that. Yeah. Right. Because if you're the guy that complains all the time, it's not fair. It's not fair that they remember that person too. That's the person they remember too. So it's one of those things where the only thing you can do is take care of your controllables. Totally. Um, and um, right, Jeff, you. Um, exactly. yeah, I was yeah. speaking for you a little bit, but I yeah. think you. I think you co-sign with me on that one. Yeah. You know, um, once you get there, even if you have been afforded some of the privilege of youth volleyball, mm -hmm. like your coach can't get out there and play for you. Your old school can't get out there and play for you. So you still have to be – still got to hold your own and, and work hard and maintain that. You could be good at one point. If you don't yep. maintain it, it's tough to yes. stay in that high position. Yeah. This is why we got to get you a mic. <laughs> I think they, they could Jeff's, hear a little bit, but Jeff um, – Jeff's spitting all kinds of knowledge. Yeah, Jeff is dropping knowledge, man. He's just, yeah, sometimes, and in, in our minds, he's like 24, but now he's like, wait a second. I do, I do have to be on the planet lo longer than yeah. that to be saying that shit. <laughs> Even though Alexa Strange you surprised us all yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, let's, let's talk about something a little deeper, a little bit more important and personal to my heart. Um, the nicest button beach volleyball. Um, <laughs> the nicest butt in beach volleyball. Jeff, you got the computer. I want to see this one blocking. Is this some, oh, you're you're saying, what are you? Okay. Yes. We're going, we're going. Absolutely. Oh. We're going. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Just you could get one of her blocking. That'd be cool. I didn't say the biggest butt. Hmm. Where is it? We can look at. <laughs> I don't know, man. Actually, does actually if you if you image search her, uh, um, Cassie House has a picture of her blocking just from the other end just oh. a picture instead of a video we'll oh that's her beach God. what a crowd huh such a good crowd yeah man so many good memories dash yeah. that, uh, that jeff tournament. has jeff has good memories too good and, and shoddy memories from playing in the draw in her beach yeah. didn't you yeah. beat the Bartain brothers uh that was yeah two years ago yeah yeah, yeah. man they were so i mean they had to sit for two years on that before they got that revenge mm -hmm. you know I mean, I, I don't know. I had a bad feeling. Like, we, Jeff, we won that first set, but that felt like a loss. <laughs> you know? It's one of those things where we had to grind. But I guess to their credit, right? Right. They didn't try to beat Jeff straight up. They had a game plan. They mm -hmm. should be optioned as much as they could uh, to see, you know, see if we weren't ready. Um, yeah, if you scroll, you see a whole bunch of great shots of uh, glutes. That's a I'm great side shot. Uh, Let me see that one. Put that up for a sec. I'm impressed with the extension, first of all. What's yeah, the extension? just double. I guess like, just double. Oh, the, really the, yeah, there's a mouse, a blue mouse there. You just double click it. Okay, that went oh, right. That? Oh, that's yeah. Aspen. Yeah. yeah. The mother load. Oh, yeah. I am a mother load winner. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When did you win? I won the year before. She won 2017. Yeah, yeah. And who'd you oh, yeah, play with? Uh, I played with Liz Card. She's Liz out of Card. Denver. And okay. Jeff won last year playing with the great... With Casey. Great yeah. Casey Jennings. That's Liz right. Too. I used to live in Denver. Uh, yep. yeah. yeah, you played out of Denver quite a bit. Yeah, her husband, Mike. Yep. Mm. San Juan Welcome, baby. They said boom with the knowledge. Yeah. I, I like those guys. LJ. What's L up, LJ? Jeff says <laughs> what's up, LJ. Jeff is actually teching our show. He's, okay. um, he's super subbing for the great Miranda Gagne. Um, me and her saw Avengers Endgame together my fourth time. Um, did you see Avengers? No, I actually, so I worked with one of the ABP uh, kids clinics for Huntington. They gave us a 
like little movie voucher for like or a little movie gift card to go say thank you and i was debating between the avengers and the new aladdin movie like call me a kid but the new aladdin movie we're all kids will smith looks it looks hilarious no. so i'm debating between the two you know it just hit me i i this is the first podcast i'm not wearing a new york yankees hat i know you're up in oh my with the P40 what the hat. hell so casey love you um Navy P, it is what it is. You know, you know the. I, before I choose either one of you, the New York Yankees are the most celebrated franchise in in, in all the sports. So yes. that's why I'm, I'm like make make my New York. But I'm a California kid, so you're gonna see me. And as as people get to know me and they know who I am right now, I'm I don't have to be identified as the guy with the Yankee hat anymore. So no. Yeah. I just need something to cover this 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 red nose <laughs> and this drop dead gorgeous mug. So um. <laughs> I saw X-Men, and I think I like Endgame better than X-Men, but I like the concept of X-Men better. Because okay. growing up, it's basically people who are ridiculed and, and vilified for being different. So I think there's a group of kids, a generation X kids, um, that could identify with not being accepted, being teased, and being bullied and beat up just because they're a little bit different. So. I guess I'm part of that demographic of uh, kids that was attracted to X-Men for that. Yeah. So um, I liked the X-Men concept a better, better, and I liked all the movies, certainly the, the most re recent one in particular, Go Sansa Stark. Um, but the uh, uh, end game was... Real good. Jesus. The work being put in. If yeah. I had to choose any of them, Infinity Wars is still the best because of the storyline and introducing Thanos. Uh, Josh Brolin uh, played Thanos. You know, he's good and everything, but... Oh, you saw Aladdin? I haven't seen it yet. No, I want to, but I haven't. And I honestly haven't been able to, I don't go see many movies. And so, like, I watched X-Men a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And I do appreciate the story plot. Um, I'm a big, yeah. I was obsessed with the Iron Man movies for a long time. Well, it's so, Robert Downey Jr. Man. Yeah. It's Stark. So, so good. There can never be a better Stark. You, you see a whole yeah. bunch of replacements for Spider-Man. Uh, you know, you got Christopher Reeves for Superman, who's not, yep. you know, he's a Shakespearean tra trained actor. But once he got Superman, it was downhill from there because now I'm the only one. I, and you know, you did a good movie if the only thing anyone can identify you with. It's like, holy shit, he's in Henry IV. It's Superman. Yeah. <laughs> not Falstaff, not Henry, you know, or so, yeah. So uh, Batman, of course, I think Christian Bale um, is, and Michael Keaton are kind of right there with each other. I don't know. How to, I honestly yeah. haven't seen any of them. No. Okay. Cool. Have you been to CassieBouse.com yet? Oh, gosh. This is great. <laughs> oh, my God. The website. Look how good this website is. I'm oh, my God. Let's go a little lower. Hey, for a little all lower. They're sticking out. See, they're sticking out. What's oh, going <laughs> oh, Yeah, for yeah. all the people wanting to build their own websites, Wix, man. Wix? Wix makes it easy. Good. You know why? Because right now, <laughs> my podcast, the actual <laughs> site, it's not going to be up till next week. I got someone coming in, but a Wix is, Wix is the way to go, man. Oh, yeah. You know, because we were just talking before the show, like a lot of people wanted to know if this was on an iTunes thing because, um, frankly speaking, they don't need to see our faces. They just need to hear their voices. So it's if they're on the road and they're driving, let's say you're going to Arizona, you're looking for something, like a group, of, a, a yeah. bunch of podcasts. There's Joe Rogan, there's uh, Freakonomics, and there's us. <laughs> yep. yep. So, nice yeah, man. Thanks, man. I think I'll win Jeff on every show now. I think I think my yeah, I think, I think this podcast is gonna have to be a team thing, Jeff. Yeah. You know, and the the good thing is we we could just do whatever we want. We could pick the night we want and this and that. Yeah.
So a website. Yeah, that's her next uh, task. Yeah, dude. No, tell her, man. It's super easy. <laughs> and then I'm super lucky that I have my whole family and like I got a ton of people that love taking photos. Mm -hmm. So always got some. Always Where got are you some from? Content. Again? Where are you from? I'm from Rio Rancho, New Mexico, originally. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so just a bred volleyball player there. No, no way. I didn't know what volleyball was till my freshman year of high school. Mm -hmm. Um, I, my family, we grew up at the lake, um, skiing in the mountains, uh, swimming. I thought I really wanted to swim in college and, you know, every little kid plays soccer, but I swam and skied and water skied and tubed and rafted and finally picked up all. I actually, I got found in a basketball gym just like Did that. you late bloom? How, how old were you? How, how old are we talking about? For what? Bass for just volleyball. Volleyball? Uh fresh fourteen. Okay. That was when I started. I was yeah, I got picked up in a basketball gym just because I was tall. Yeah. Super awkward. You're in like, a room full of you're in a room full of late bloomers. Yeah, super yeah. uncoordinated. And then um Ben Wallace was the coach at our at the local high school that I was what, going to. Ben that, Yeah. Do you know Ben Wallace? Well, I don't know. Wait, you mean like Detroit guy. Player? No. Oh, no, okay. No, because no, no, no. we think Detroit Pistons, yeah, Ben Wallace. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. NBA champ, right? Yeah. Beat the brakes off the Lakers. Oh, yeah. Four yeah. games to one. Yeah, Malice at the Palace. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, well, he was breaking up the fights, though. Yeah. You know, that's a whole other story. So, yeah, okay. So, 14. Yeah. Um. And he he's the coach, at, or he went to UNM. He was the assistant coach at UNM. And then now he's the head coach at UTEP. Down yeah. in El Paso. Cool, man. And that's how I found Beach. Say hi to Sean Ledig. He said, hey, guys. <gasps> Sean, so what's up, man? Did you hear her go? <gasps> so she see, she knows where her, her hunks are, too, man. Hey, Sean uh, Sean carries a really special place in my heart. I he's broke a, down. I'm a little gay for Sean. He, he's, he's a heartthrob, dude. <laughs> well, yeah. happy for Sean. Oh, my God. Right, yes. yes. Happy and joyful yeah, happy and full of Sean. glee for Sean. Headset <laughs> 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 almost came off. Sorry, go ahead. No, Sean helped me um, decide to transfer my okay. after my after my senior year. So he is a special place in my heart. We yeah. shared, he helped me really dig through some demons that summer. Yeah, volleyball. I was talking to Alexia yesterday, and she she had kind of a, a up and down like childhood, and and there were certain things that she did to cope. She was thick skinned. Probably should have, you know, like went crazy and shot someone or herself, but came you know came out on the other side. Yeah, and. It's really cool because we got to see a side of her we didn't and, and, and how people's past, certain things that happen in your past that have might seem like they have no logical connection to your current behavior, but if it's your childhood and if it messes with your psychological growth, it's like dice. Oh, totally. You know, um, me, I, you know, I suffered similar abuse too. And, and I asked her if like volleyball was one of those ways uh, uh, as far as escapism was concerned, just this world that belonged to you outside of it. And so you had to go back to your bullshit world. And we, we, we both shared that, you know, um, and that was cool because it was volleyball is one of the things that got me in trouble, too. Mm -hmm. Right. How so? Well, um, when I went to school, I went to Hunter, Hunter College for like a cup of coffee. Yeah. OK, just one semester. Never went to class. I was just obsessed with the sport. Eventually, I played in Darmstadt, Germany, um, you know, and did it professionally. And then when I was ready to go back to school, I had to make sure that the school didn't have a team. The Marymount Manhattan, I auditioned for the BFA program there for acting, okay. which at the time was ranked number two in the country. Yeah. I auditioned, I got in and I'm like, okay, 
last chance. <laughs> BA or BS, baby. <laughs> you know, BA or BS or BS. You yeah. know, so um and and I finished there and I took some time away, did some shows or whatever. But but the thing that got me in the volleyball, I saw this girl from the Dominican Republic. Um, like you, I played every sport, uh, the, the the big three. Yep. Small forward basketball, tight end football. I weighed two fifty in high school, so, and I have big hands, as you can see. And my oh, my wing, and my big hands. Holy yeah. heck! Yeah. Ah, just like ready. I just rock. She's like, uh, um, that's what you really do. X Men, so, you got those yeah. claws coming yeah. out. And first base for baseball, and I bat on both sides of the plate. But when I saw volleyball, I didn't have Everybody. like I think respect for the sport is the most humbling thing that could ever happen to you because the way when you see players that that know, that know how to play it. It looks easy. And I said, I get oh, on yeah. the court, right? So I got on the court, chucked it. They're like, you can't do that. Carry. You know, boom, you can't hit the net. Shit. What? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, um, you know, uh, you know, first uh, that's a double hit. Double hit. Can we just play? You know, just can we just play? Are we <laughs> what are these rules? Get in my are way. Are we playing technical volleyball? So I sat there and acted blameless for the whole thing. But when I went home, I had this vision in my head of I was we were everyone's on a fishing boat, right? And you catch a big fucking flounder. Just reel it in, right? Yeah. And you Catch this big flounder and you throw it on the deck and it's flopping around and this and that. And everybody's just watching this fish flop around. And that's how I felt. On the court? Retrospectively. Like, <laughs> retrospectively, I'm like, I'm that fucking that's flounder. Me. That's me. I'm the fish. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I bought a book written by Doug Bill, um, ABCA Coach's Handbook. Mm -hmm. And I coached myself. I was, you know, cold weather, just like Jeff, um, in the backyard in the snow. Had that little plastic ball just bump into myself. And yeah. a year later, um, people were like, oh, my God, who's this guy? Lefty, this and that. And then, you know, it took off from there. Three, three years later, I was playing professional. I was, I was overseas. And I was a super athlete, you know. So, and from there, it's been law. I lost relationships. I had a girl walk out and say, you know, you already, you already have a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. So, um, so, I don't know. I'm still addicted. I'm just, you know. Yeah, I, I just, think you, you touched know. on earlier about how, like, your childhood plays into who you are, and um, and I very much think, like, the person that you are plays into the athlete who you are, and the athlete that you are plays into, like, the spouse that you are. Hi, Dad. Holy shit, my father. Hi, Dad. Hi, Dad. I love you, man. I'm so sorry. Oh. I didn't mean to break your rhythm. Yeah. But no, that's He's awesome. someone I haven't seen in, in a decade and a half my stepfather oh. he's a he's he called me told, a few months ago said he was all right and wow. yeah but like, oh, we can hi, we, dad yeah what's up pops yeah man yes that's my stepfather but as far as i'm concerned never met my real father yeah you can go kick rocks that's dad. son of an iron worker that's a real man that's a man's man that's awesome that is a man's fucking is he, man where is he now oh pencil um pennsylvania he's in East philly Coast. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he spends a lot of time with my, my kid's sister, who's kind of keeps everybody together. But yeah, um, yeah. my family is, is was was dysfunctional, but it looks like we're I don't know we're turning the corner. I just want to wait and see. But you talked about volleyball, and she's like, "No, fuck that! I don't want to talk about that anymore." No, we can talk about whatever. <laughs> no, you said how it's a part of people uh, shapes a part of who someone is as far as their overall identity. Is that where you were going? Oh well, um, kind. I mean, it can. I think it's. It's becoming more apparent, it seems like, with each, with different waves of things coming up, but, like, mental health has been a huge topic across the nation, like, sports regardless, um, 
and I think it just like it's a big trophy Jeff yeah sorry <laughs> I think things just keep um popping up where it needs to be talked about and I think a lot of athletes identify with being part like they are their sport and it becomes very personal and I think a lot of us um I speak obviously for myself mostly but like a lot of us identify with being being your athlete not being able to separate the business side and the personal side so um being able to separate like a spouse leaving you because you already had a round you know the round inflatable woman Um, yeah (laughs) it's it's (laughs) worth being talked about hey i'm a girl (laughs) Uh, hey i'm a girl Uh, um as a coach because i've been coaching 21 years this year Mm -hmm. i'm like 22 um really really just five years on the beach um I, I, do, well, I do charting and some coaching for the great Jeff Samuels. And I was doing charting for Rafu, but I have a feeling Ed Ratledge is going to be on board with that too. It's because it was just Rafu. That's the kind of a team you don't want to be in the box. There's some people you don't want in the box. Oh, know. really? But well, when they're winning, yeah. When they're losing, um, some people are inconsolable and some people, you know, it's a challenge for them to take in information. And even my challenge as a coach to not speak so fast, even now as we speak, I'm speaking fast. But um, one of the things that's always gotten me the job is, when they ask me what's the strongest quality you have as a coach, I said, I personalize my work. I bring it home with me and I'm up until three in the morning. I put my kid to bed at nine. I put my beautiful, gorgeous, uh, thin, educated uh, girl to bed at 10, 1030. And, and I'm up, I'm up singing karaoke or I'm up watching, um, you know, uh, doing my job. Um, Sounds yeah. yeah, you set your, as a coach, guys, you set your own hours. But if you want to be a really good coach, if you set your own hours, be disciplined. Yeah. You know, just show up and be like, and see, you know, see, see things on the spot and the, and just hope shit falls together. You got to be prepared and for those things that happen on the spot. Yeah. So they asked me what my weakest quality was. I personalized my work. Yep. It's a fine line. Yeah. I personalized my work. I am emotionally invested. Um, I'm attached to the people I, I coach because I feel like, um, they want the same things I want. I don't like to losing. Losing hurts. Losing hurts. I mean, big tears and tears hurt. Losing sucks. So, two things. One, I don't want anyone that shares my temper, that shares my sentiment, to feel the same feeling I feel. And two, I feel like if they win, I win. Yeah. You know. Let's let's say I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who Jeff's playing with the Seattle next or, or um, if it's Vandermeer or whatever. But let's say let's say Jeff plays like it's a normal day. It's just normal, Jeff. And let's say he's playing with Vandermeer, and Vandermeer plays the fucking tournament of his life. They make semifinals. I win. Yeah. I fucking win. And you know, I'm. I, I just, you know, you, you. And it's it's the burden, and not just a coach thing. As a player, and Jeff Jeff feels this way a little bit too. Jeff's Jeff's better at detaching. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like it's dude. It's just time to get sushi and let's just fucking talk movies. Jeff is much better at detaching than I. Um. And that's my weakness. You know, what's yours? My weakness? <clears throat> Detaching, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think the same thing. I mean, it's it's easy to to be around the volley community and like want to talk about it, want to talk about it, want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And then for me, I'm lucky enough when I go home, I've I have two awesome roommates who are engaged and they know a little bit about it, but not enough to like divulge into it. And so for me it's even when I do want to talk about it, because I do, like, all of us are obsessed, right? There's the only reason. Go so far. Yeah, there's the only reason we're here, right? Because we're all obsessed with chasing yeah. the round thing. 
And yeah, so, everyone's met each other's match. Yeah. When they move here, as far as obsession. Yeah. Because you think you're alone, then you move here, and it's like, me too. Okay. Yeah. yeah. My roommate wants to talk about volleyball at the worst times. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, it's, when it sucks, and you're yeah. just like, dude, I'm over it. Like, and Jeff, Jeff goes, still look at our bracket and be like, oh, yeah, you can beat them. Oh, you gotta do this. You're like, dude, how about just my first match? Yeah. How, about, how, about, how about let's just get there and pump the brakes? Like, don't talk to me about volleyball no more. No. Oh my God, Judd Smith, what's up? Bruno Amarin, what's up? They all stop, stop, and that's the cool thing about doing this live. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it also gets your name out there. People need to know who Cassie and the house house is. They know. They just need to know Cassie better. Yeah. I was going to introduce yeah. her as um, uh, Cassie in the house house is here, or should I say Cassie house <laughs> so many is houses. in the house house. Yes. Oh, all the time. Or Ca Cassie, we have to protect this. Oh yeah. I bet you hear that. Yeah. House. I love when people play on the house yeah. pun. You're, um, you're, I always said you're in I my highlights oh, uh, yeah, for yeah. Hermosa. Uh, yeah. It was um final play. I said, Cassie. Um, I had this nice zoom in the slow motion, and you're oh, coming. You did. You're coming in with your six pack. Um, it's if you could find it, Jeff. It's on um, YouTube. It's called Hermosa Top Ten Plays. Um, and you come in like you you're there to fight crime, and I, I slow it down. I put it in slow motion, and it's just like you're walking towards the camera. Got the ball. Yeah, yeah. It says child, please. And it's um you don't have to click on it now when her part comes up. I don't know if she's play six, number six, or number five. So if you want, you just let it run through. Um, but the beginning of the shot is you coming in like super serious. Yes. <laughs> like 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 terrorists took over a plane. Yeah. You know, and they're like, we can't go in because they're gonna shoot somebody, and all of a sudden it's like, wait, she's here. <laughs> Cue dramatic music. She's here. You're right, yeah. Like Thanos. He's here. Come through the smoke. The smoke comes and you come through and you're like, get someone a three piece and a soda. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it comes after theirs, I think. So it's gotta be next year. Yeah, it's gonna be. I don't know what that is, but All right. the hourglass thing happened. It kick you out? It just kicked you out. Doesn't even want to see it. Alright, yeah. So I'll keep it on. Yeah, keep it on. Mm -hmm. Keep it on regular. The good thing about this, this is this is cool. What's up, Carson? Well, how you doing, brother? Denny Moy is the um, founder of a group, uh, an Asian nine man group called Strangers, New York, New Jersey area. Nine man. Have you seen Asian Chinese nine man? No. Oh, I think. Oh, it's, yeah. it's pretty nice. Is it? Look at this. Here it is. Yes, it's five blockers in the front, four back row. You know, I they think, extend each side of the court by like a whole foot. I think Nate Yang told me about it. Yeah. Yeah, did, so, did they um, go play it this past year? There it is. Protect this house. Watch the zoom. Watch the slow motion. Okay. Tell me she's not there to fight crime, dude. <laughs> tell me tell me that thing. She she walks in and it's like Thanos. It's like he's here. All you need is like just smoke in the background and you just come out the smoke. Oh you yeah. It's a nice play too. If you, oh yeah, I remember that the one. The cool thing is she was going middle the whole time, like on her string creation off the ocean side. She's going string creation, ocean side, middle, middle, and that one she went wrist away. Oh, mom. For match point. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's got that. And then she put her hands over her face like she couldn't believe it. And that's when I was like, that was the day I said, listen, you have to stop that. <laughs> I was yeah. like Simon from American Idol. You do this every day. Yep. This, it's going to feel like it's every day. But, yeah. Uh, you, you get to do it if you, as you go um, 
you get further and further. You're battling, you get to the quarters, okay, you get to do it again. You get to the semis, you get to do it again. Yeah. But once you do that one time, it's got, it's got to feel like a normal day because it's the only way you're allowed it, that you allow yourself to compartmentalize it where these games decided by two just feel like a normal day. And they don't feel like there's there's this abundance of nervous energy yeah. where everything, this one or two points decides everything. And that's, you have to dumb it, you have to dumb it down. Yeah. It's you just have to a game. dumb it down. Yeah. Well, that's how you have to, it's not, but in the moment it's, you have to feel that way. It's so, not, but it, yeah. yeah. So here's our nine. Yeah. That's nine, man. And this is in New York. This is in Chinatown. And everyone can hit. That's Look at the blockers. Yes. How do you even know which ball is yours at that point? <laughs> you don't. You got, watch this. You got someone running a one. You have someone running a shotgun. So the setter can hit it into the net and then set another guy. Yes. So like he could take the set and hit it into the net and then set backwards with it. Or yep. hit it in the net and then set it up. So you have four plays going on at one time. Watch this. You got an X. See the X? Or, or like a, a tandem. You got the, the, uh, the go. You have this guy running a back one and this guy out here on a five. That's so impressive on so many aspects. One, you don't even know where the ball's going. Two, no. they're playing on concrete. That's yeah. gym. That it is, is jungle. On, sometimes it's on a gym, but a lot of times it's on concrete. Yeah. That's straight jungle ball. Well, the only time it wasn't was American Sports Center. They they um they had it inside a gym, but almost every tournament is going to be outdoor. Um, and it's going to be in Toronto. It's going to do it in San Francisco. And Danny Moore is actually the founder of um, uh, a group called Strangers. It's near New Jersey area. Mm -hmm. Now I'm only bringing him up because the one year that that cup of coffee I had at Hunter, he was my he he played alongside me. He was middle. I played half the season opposite. Mm -hmm. And then they bench him and they put my 255 pound ass in the middle because I had the long arms. So yep. now I'm six one matched up against everybody who's like six eight. Hey, those long arms, man! All yeah. you gotta do is seal that seam. Yeah. Well, it helps to have to be short and have long arms because they don't see you. They just the middle on their wrist away. They just see the top of the tape. Next yeah. thing you know, swinging down, boom! You got someone. Yeah, and I wasn't stuffing people. I'm just I just learned how to pop up and redirect to our side. Yeah, we play it like a free. Go to our star hitter, Greg Romulus, Creole player. Five man coverage. He gets blocked. Pick it up. Do it again. Set again. Five man coverage blocked. Set it up. Do it again. We were we we were death of a thousand cuts. We were division three that were just murking division two and D D one teams, you know. This is all the ball control. Yeah, it is. And we just we knew our role. Listen, I I, I was a star player and then, but I didn't get set a lot and I, I had to accept that. Mm -hmm. You know, we trusted the coach. I still don't trust him. I still should have got set more, but whatever. Who's this? This guess? Oh, yeah, that's me from Vail. Did you win King of the Mountain, too? I've won it two years in a row. Oh, I've won King of the Mountain. Nice. Yeah, no. I, I, I like Cassie looks at me like, you didn't do your research on me. Yeah, man, come on now. <laughs> you had all this time. Let me tell you something. Alexa's hard. I mean, Alexa took a half day to research. <laughs> you did? Or Alexa no, I'm did? Kidding. I'm playing. And I was supposed to have Fallon on Monday, but she... um Busy? No, just no busy. She never called me. She 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 said Monday was a good day, and I confirmed the time. She never got back to me. So, um, and I'm not you know I'm not blatantly casting ex any expressions on her. But let's you say you're gonna do something, you don't. Let's call it what it is. It is what it is. I mean, you know, you know. Again, I'm not this this um I'm not on, I'm not being this way because I'm on camera. I'm on camera because I'm this way. <laughs> um, so um you know people listen to me. They gotta live with that too. Yeah. But it would have been nice because she's um, she's my the most I think the most viewed volleyball player um 
to our match against the Turks. She has 215,000 views. Holy crap. Yeah. And more than any male, male or female. Yeah. Yours is? How, what, what, would, what would you say the pie chart is? Like, you're going to have X percentage of ass worshippers. Like, oh, my God, I've never seen an ass like that in my life, right? Oh, I don't um, You're going to see people who are USC, the alum, they're very loyal to each other, so they're all going to tune in uh, and join outdoor players and watch her. They're going to watch her videos. Um, it's, you know what I'm saying? They hire oh. their own. Uh, USC is really, really good with their alum. That's what makes them an elite college, not because, yeah. not because smart people go there. No offense, but, you know. Yeah, I was so, actually talking. 12,000 for the parking video. Yeah. With you? Yeah. What was found? Fallon was 215,000. 215,000 yes. views? Damn, yeah. she wrecked Holy you. Smokes. Yeah. Was it that good of a game? Or? It just got <laughs> viral. There were just a couple of people. There was there was one person that ripped my video, stole it, and put it up, put it up as his own. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. For all the times they're yanking, they're trying to yank down my videos because some asshole's playing a radio, a song on a radio. I should go after the student. I said, no, you know what? No, it's for volleyball. And then eventually... The both both pages started showing up and people started clicking on mine. So me not taking down his video is what made it that helped viral. you. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, that's nice. And now people are watching all the other videos. I just needed one video to go viral. So, you know, that's why I said I wasn't casting any expressions on her. I'm, I'm like, thank you, Fallon. You know, she she um, you know, she did the job. You know, um, you we put that one up? Nah. I'm looking. Yeah. <laughs> it's how many? That's um that's the one they stole. Three hundred and seventy-seven thousand. Ooh, this baby. Yes, that was for uh Norseka. You can click on that, no matter. Well, the one below has one hundred fifty-nine thousand yeah. views. Yeah. Well, the cool thing about it, the sound doesn't come up. I mean, YouTube's more worried about sound than and picture. Mm -hmm. But there's no law that against intercepting sound. Only only audio, and they're, I think, legislation. They're just trying to make sure that that's you know. Yeah. Like someone could have a, a hidden camera in, in your shower. And have naked videos of you, and it's not illegal. It's only illegal to um, to for sound, you know. And hopefully they'll they'll, they'll get around to getting their shit together. That's so get sketchy. federal, not state. Get federal with it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know? She hits the ball at such a high point. It's ridiculous. She does, doesn't She's, she? Yeah. And that, and that's the other pie chart, uh, Jeff. I was talking about people are like, oh my god, this girl. She's got long arms. Yeah. Uh, she's got uh, uh, a libero serve receive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She's got a short person serve receive. Um, it's got everything except hands, which I think is going to come. She hands that sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes it's not qualified. Me doesn't qualify as someone who's a handset. Yeah. Someone who's got a partner who's holding their who's holding their platform, allowing you to do it, but she can. Yeah. You can. I mean. I can't. You know. she's, Jeff. She's not too much. Jeff's a handsetter. Jeff, Jeff, nine out of ten times is going to set with I'm his hands. Sand handsetting it at all costs. Yeah. <laughs> you are handsetting? Yeah, from my knee yeah. down here. Every single time. Yeah. It's it's gorgeous. It it's, makes for the shot, right? Yeah, it gives the hitter better court vision. I mean, I, I can that refer too. to I can refer to studies, but all of them uh, I saw all the studies I saw were pretty lazy, so I won't I won't uh, um, cite them. Yeah, I won't. Yeah, bludgeon you with something that's not. The sample size is small. The the group is small. The lurking variables are endless. Yeah, you know I'm not that guy that's gonna say studies show. And yeah, you being the smart girl, be like, well, let's study. You know, what's yeah. the sample Tell size? Tell me more. Was it um? Yeah, exactly. Well, mm. how many teams? Just one? Was it a D1 team? Or was D2? I was 18 girls. Oh no, it was only nine. You know, you did the study for a month. Wait, just four days? Yeah, is it in every condition? Yeah. yeah. Should Should you really stay say study show? <laughs> huh? Should really? So, so yeah, so I'm careful with that, but, um, 
I will say as a 19, as a 20 year coach, my research is 20 years coaching. Every time you have a practice and every time you do a drill and you try a drill, um, we, we, we're the scientists. Yeah. We're the experimenters, not some academic out there who uh, measures trajectory of the ball and how fast it's supposed to stay in the air and this and that, because that same person doesn't understand it holding your platform makes the ball stay in the air mm -hmm. uh, a little longer than just the ball goes up and down. They don't understand missing the ball uh, with the contact is, is uh, they don't have a, an extensive study on how fast that ball goes missing the ball when it sails up. The kinds of ball, you jump yep. serving, if you miss with the Mikasa, does it love balloon? If you miss with the fucking, uh, the, um, the uh, Spalding, the, the black and white, the one of you miss, you can't miss. <laughs> the, you know, you're like, just don't serve in a net. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Talk to us, um, because they can hear her vaguely Sorry. talk. Talk to talk to him about what you're saying and what you think about that. The molten one. Oh, the new molten, the, the one BB. that, the <laughs> one, oh, the BB, the small one, yeah. the red, white, and blue one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, that thing bounces. Yeah. I've only used it ever once. I think once or twice. Mm. I think I used it in a shaky qualifier, but that thing bounces and yeah, it's a whole, it's a whole new touch. It's a whole new deal. Yeah, you you float serve that and you hit it a little too hard and it's going out of bounds. Yeah. yeah. For my next episode, I got your back, man. This is the third mic. This is the third mic. I think um, I turned the game down on hers so the crowd can hear some of it, but what you're saying, uh, because what you're saying, it means shit, and I just want to make sure one of us gets it in. You know, these are just some... I'll echo you. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. She's got the voice, too. She, like, every time her mic's close, it's, she sounds like that, that person from Scream. Like the voice, hello, Sydney. I don't know if that's a good yeah, or bad thing, man. It's like it's creepy and uh, and, and at the same time, I like it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at you like, well, that's just that's just weird. And then I take movie? five seconds and yeah. I'm like, and I, and I like yeah. it. If you're a scary movie person, it's funny. That's when scary movies are still funny. Right I like scary movies, but I'm jumpy as fuck. Oh, it's like suspense yeah. gets I'm you. Jumpy, I'm jumpy. I'm jumpy. I'm. <laughs> I'm jumpy as fuck, dude. So, and every like, if you're in the movie theater next to me, like, what's the matter with you? <laughs> Jay, you right? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> no, I'm the person in the movie theater that has like both hands over the eyes, like trying not to peek. Mm -hmm. Nice. But I won't like the, it's the adrenaline, right? The adrenaline addiction. But I'm still scaredy cat at heart. So cool. Give and take. Did you um? Did you own a, a gun growing up? I'm going uber random now. No, I didn't own a gun. Um, the first time I shot a gun was in high school. I had a hick roommate, Devin Sowers. Hopefully she watches this. But uh, no, she was the first person that ever taught me shot a gun or how to shoot a gun. That's terrible English. Um, yeah. we, she's from the... Shot a gun. Shot a gun? Yeah. Okay. She's down from southern New Mexico. And we, I went down to her, like, to her family's land. They've got a ton of land down there. Mm -hmm. And she... <laughs> I love her to death. She's just huge dodge and we would just go sit out of the back of the truck and like someone would drive and you just well they've got a ton of cattle and all the um like they have so many rodents and stuff that dig holes and kill the cattle because uh, their legs break and like all kinds of crazy stuff and so we would just go and like shoot coyotes and all the rodents and stuff that was the first time i shot a gun but i did not own a gun growing up no okay um can you echo for jeff like a yes or no have I shot a gun? No, uh, first, uh, did you own a gun when you were a kid? No, only shot a gun one time ever in my life. Tell yeah, them. You, in Texas. Tell the crowd. Jeff's only shot a gun one time ever in Texas. Yeah. It was Clint Eastwood's revolver. 
and I that thing will blow anybody of a of a weaker capacity sex child gender just kicks you right yeah. off your yeah right off your feet they make it look so easy in TV. so right. fun fact please i did almost own a gun um in 20 what year was it 2017 16 um i was kidnapped and i after that i almost owned a gun but i legit kidnapped i was legit kidnapped from my yeah. home in albuquerque I lived with um, Devin, my the hick roommate at the time, and then another one of my teammates was from Norway, and the three of us lived together. And mm -hmm. I have a dog; he's adorable. He's in. If you go to my oh, website, was overseas? No, this was in Albuquerque. Okay. Um, she she's from yeah. There's my dog. He's adorable. He's a little wolf hybrid. Don't tell police because I don't know if they're legal in California. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the three of us lived there. Um, it was winter break. It was the second night of winter break. Um, and Devin had just gone home to see her family and she'd taken all our guns and knives and stuff with her. And then Lisa, my Norwegian roommate, she was dating a guy who, um, is now a Navy SEAL. And so he was just like the brother we always want, never <laughs> love him to death, brother we never wanted. Okay. But he was always there. And so it was my first night alone or second night alone at the house. And someone broke into, broke into the house and at like 2 AM and, um, stole my car kidnapped me holy shit so after that wow. I, after that uh the guy was doing at the time bought me yeah. a gun and then i i didn't want it yeah so i just that's like grant that photo that ammunition commercial <laughs> protecting your rights yeah <laughs> wow the whole time i'm thinking fuck people carry guns for less appropriate reasons right yeah construction workers whistling at you whistle back <laughs> with a 44 <laughs> <laughs> Come take a look at my other 38. Yeah, once awesome. again. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, well, fuck, dude. Shit. Listen, I am... Um, That's always my... I, I mean, Jeff and I talked about this, and Rob and I touched on this a little bit in the first episode. I'm a big fan, and people, if someone wants a gun, own, then they should own a gun. Not because it's your Second Amendment right. That's already a given. I just think um, two things. One, and this, this is where I'm on both sides of the argument. One... I think if the police do a better job at preventing crimes instead of saying there's nothing we can do about it, we have to wait for the crime to be committed and then arrest people. It's like, wow, the good news is that guy's in jail. The bad news is um, you're um, uh, dead, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, they have to have a, a criminal justice system that, that monitors prevention. And taking away everybody's guns is not prevention. Taking away everyone's guns only allows um, other people to get guns other ways, or use or use some other form of machinery to kill you. Because I I think I think it's more about a, I think it's a mental health issue than a than a gun nut issue. It's a mental health issue because people that shoot up schools get the gun legally. Yeah. So um, well, even the people like even if guns are yeah. you know like illegal and the people who want guns are still going to get guns. So it just puts guns into the wrong people's hands yeah and and i do like everyone like i have friends on the left that's like oh anyone that says oh a good guy with a gun is better than the bad guy with a gun is like a gun nut. that's not always true you know and people on the left stop saying gun nut because that, that stops the conversation if you call people names they're gonna say well fuck you too you liberal retard you know so yeah so people first of all i'm, I'm gonna say this as a different whatever everyone learn how to talk to each other all right so i'm on that side where if there's a better better instance for crime prevention 
then then I say have at it, you know, whatever. But I would like to see a system where people purchasing a gun um, can do it in a safe way. Like, for example, in New York, to get your driver's license, mm -hmm. you have to take a written test. You have to cover. You know how they make you cover one eye, read yeah. letters, right? And then you got to read it with the other one. But since you cover this one, this one's blurry as fuck. And you got to right. read, read the other ones on this eye, right? So um, from there, you got to do eight hours of driving. A driver, drivers like cross watch videos. Yeah, take the test, pass that, and then there's a road test where someone sitting next to you with a fucking attitude if they can can fail you if they don't like you, you know, and all of that just to drive a vehicle which is not designed to kill, but which is designed to protect, you know, to make sure that you don't kill somebody else. So why not have this system where you have something that that's designed to kill, but also designed for other things for sport and this and that. And everybody's rationalization, this is where I think the right fails. We shouldn't have to do that because it's our right. And I'm telling you, I dispute that because freedom ain't free. Totally. Okay? Well, free speech it... free speech is a right, but yeah. is it but but is it really? Yeah. Can you can you tell can you tell your boss to suck a dick and not get fired? There's no, you can't. Always. Okay, so your constitutional rights for and point the camera at me. Constitutional rights are there for to protect you from government persecution. All right, free speech doesn't protect other free speech, and and second, and I think the same should apply to the Second Amendment. I think everybody should have a gun, but do I want my my um my grandmother on my grandfather's grandfather's side having a gun? She's seen them. She thought streets street lights were aliens, <laughs> right? Yeah, she picture her with a pistol. Yeah, no. Pow, pow. Why even teaching people pow, pow, like pow, the repercussion or like yes. what the repercussions of it? Because you said that the standards of getting a driver's license in New York are really high. Yeah. Um, my same roommate slash teammate in college, when she was talking about getting her driver's license in Norway, they physically strap kids. What she said, because I didn't research this, so right. they physically strap kids into a car, drive them or simulate simulate them being in a car and getting hit and like feeling the um jesus like the effects of like what it does to your body to and that's navigated by the state to wreck a car in mexico yeah uh, no in norway oh, oh in norway yeah so they like they teach the kids about what it feels like to wreck a car that way like it scares them like yeah. this you are now controlling a huge powerful vehicle that kills people yep. and so i think yeah. that same kind of precaution could be used to gun laws like how to regulate it i don't know it's I, more stringent i don't doubt I, I was i was in germany for three years uh two and a half years yeah like teaching um, people thing. what it's yeah. what happens 45 out of 50 signs 90 out of 100 written questions i had to take the test with a stick you know and i never drove stick before so i had to learn how to do that and, and also the uh, uh um a heightened emphasis on safety mm -hmm. you know nowhere nowhere i thought that's i think that's a little nutty but but then again, but it makes sense. Like yeah. if you're gonna drive a car, you might yeah. as well know what it feels like. But you're also on roads with no speed limit too, so you got to make sure that that's that, yeah. that, that, that that's appropriate. In fact, I would suggest imperative. You yeah. know. Um. So fuck. How did I get on guns, Jeff? I don't know. I was looking for a picture of me shooting a gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there's a picture of me holding a gun somewhere on my yeah. social media. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm um I'm part of the new wave. I'm physically conservative and socially liberal. I believe in my guns and my gay people. You know. In fact, we should arm gays everywhere. Make sure. That... Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, yeah, so I was just curious. You're in New Mexico, and I knew you had. You might have had a mixture of suburban and rural in you. So I was thinking. Yeah, I think. Go. I don't know. I don't have. I don't sway necessarily one way or the other. I think everyone yeah. has their opinions for good reason. And my family, own, mm. like half of them live way out in the sticks, and then mm. half of them live in Rancho, where 
Yeah. Like it's full suburb, so. I was also in the United States Army too, so I learned how yeah. to fire a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you could see it. Yeah, I have an expert badge up there somewhere. Wow. There and there. I am. Um, this wall, I tried to leave as naked as I could because when I moved here and I was starting over, I wanted it to be white because I thought I didn't want to harp on my accomplishments. So mm -hmm. I took almost all of my trophies and plaques and threw them away and I kept just the ones that meant, you know, in spots, Somehow. chronological timelines. That trophy over there, that's my first co-ed trophy. I won it in Germany, the, the woman. Oh, or yeah. the man with tits. That's like a. That's how they do co-ed <laughs> trophies. That small one, the city of Darmstadt gave that to me. Uh, I won most outstanding player of the year in the, in, um, the German Region One Championships. Wow! Um, someone else won MVP and they booed him, so they all got together and bought it, bought me a trophy. Um, that's uh, which I thought was. You want to talk about emotional? Like, yeah. Mm, no, everything seriously. I said about Molly Turner, I'm like, I'm sorry. Um, come hug me, Molly. You can cry, because I cried. <laughs> I cried when they gave me that. Um, that was my college championship, college conference, first um, club team. Um, everywhere I've coached in the military. Yeah, yeah, wow. So I kept – that's New York Urban. That's a New York – that's an indoor league. The uh, yeah, the ball or the plaque? The, the plaque. So it's like for $2,000 or whatever. Wow. So, so that's those were the good old days. But, I, yeah, so, um, so you played um, – did you play high school volleyball? 14 was early enough, right? Yeah, I did. And they saw a tall girl, and they were like, okay. Yep. I, uh, yeah, we, I, I was in an interesting situation. The, there was a brand new high school opening up in Marie Rancho, and so as they took a ton of the freshmen and stuff on to, um, like, on varsity, and so I got the opportunity to be a freshman on varsity and kind of learn as I went. And then um, I started playing club, begin, like, after my sophomore year, and then it just worked out the university of new mexico coaches were also the club coaches and oh, so that's cool, how man. i got recruited i made that wall smaller we got a question oh, the world's so small. Yes. a question yeah. from chris ships go bows oh my goodness little oh, cassie that's dude awesome. if you look through some of the college photos i look so young oh my god you oh, still yeah. look it's young kind of like my job to creep over here so it's great you yeah. still but you still look young you still look young. I mean, listen, I, we had this conversation about you avoiding the hot dog tan being out in the sun. Oh, my God, but yeah. I'm still saying happy 23. Uh, um, oh, so, there's my hickory mate. Yep, that's her. A little, a little blurry, but you're definitely there it is. super young there. That's the hickory mate. Yeah, I but love her. There's someone that's supposed to look in their 20s. That girl looks like she's 13. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm, I think it was freshman year. Yep. Yeah. So my friend Chris Ship says, uh, back to volleyball. What do you think about serving and miss serves? I believe you can't win on tour if you don't serve in. Is it serve to win or serve hard and in? Um, let me know. I wish I was that young. <laughs> That's Chris. He's a longtime friend of mine. Oh, um, yeah? Yeah. East Coast? Yeah. I remember him because on, on my birthday he um, – I went to Central Park and some they were some people were practicing for Point Pleasant, so mm -hmm. they monopolized the courts and they were, they they were like, oh, he's in the, Jason's, you know, he's not serious. So they knew I could play, so he's like, fuck it, play with me. So I jumped in with him and we like hosed everybody. Yeah. This indoor and this Make indoor fun. guy with this beach guy. So I'll never forget him for that. He's just like happy birthday. So. Oh, I love you know. it. Yeah, but um, so what do you think? In terms of serving, yeah. um, depends on your opponent. Yeah, I mean, it depends on your opponent. It depends on the your team as well. Mm -hmm. I think um, I always I always prefer it's like 
if you're going to have one person get after it, then one person be the conservative placement Have server. 100% efficiency. Yeah. Okay. Right? Depends on who's got an early top spin serve, who can, mm. like, who has a great, you know, who can place really good float. Um, I think there's a lot of really great servers on tour, and if you're able to get someone out of the system, that's awesome. But it's gotten to the point where the game is getting so big and so physical, a lot of people can fix a bad pass with a really great set and still terminate. So yeah. I do think serving's crucial, um, but it's also serving with strategy and serving to put your opponent in a position to maximize your opportunity to score. Um, and whether that's like ripping float, like ripping a float down their line or topspin down the middle, um, it's, yeah. it's really just like how you want the game so many examples too like i i always have this flashback at uh jeff and rafi paulus is playing on uh, marciniak and uh, zon mm-hmm. which we're going to talk about a little bit later close out the show with that um because we already went in hours over it's awesome um jeff on point game i remember i remember i was you know i'm like behind the camera commentating a lot, like like a lot of my youtube videos and i said he's probably just going to serve a lollipop because he because zon's going to set him tight and when he does jeff i think jeff has a good crash block you know, just just forget the call and crash, and that was match point. And one play later, he served a lollipop, mm-hmm. and everybody was like, "Okay, interesting." And Zon set floated a little bit, and Jeff just trapped Marciniak for match point. And it was important because it was, you know, he had other matches, and he had to they they, they were one set zero just close. They had, it was like a closeout. It was important. Yeah. So, so that's an example when you serve a lollipop, and then you got Rafu, who's a streaky server. He'll miss a few, but when he's on, he's on. He's on, you know. Mm-hmm. If you see a stat sheet on Rafu, like the end, an end of game stat sheet, and he has four aces, that meant he won by a lot because what doesn't show up are the out of system passes that yep. weren't aces that resulted in down balls or just the hitter losing their court vision, you know, contingent on the call, of course. Right. Uh, um, and yeah, yeah. And I tell my kid, my indoor kids that too. I'm like, do you know what it's called when I want you to serve tough and not miss? It's called pressure. Yeah. Put them in a system to... It's called pressure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's finish with this because I felt like I talked more than you did. And you're, you're my guest. Um, and then thank you for coming. I haven't wanted to thank have you. I haven't wanted to have me. you for a long time. Okay. You're a great player. And yeah, I'm looking why? forward to working with you. You're, you're even pretty. So that helps too because it's hard to work with a bunch of ugly people. <laughs> yeah. You're not, y'all know who y'all are too, the ugly ones. I see you sitting next Jeff to your friend saying, yeah, no, nah, you're the ugly you're not. He's the ugly one. So... um. Um, I get a text from Jeff because Jeff's gonna, you know, we're all gonna have lunch at Rabani's, mm-hmm. and Jeff and I, we he lives across the street, so we we don't. Sometimes we just yell, you know, yeah. Jeff, you're Jason, you know, whatever. So we're like Jeff, Jeff. So we get a text. I, I think it's Jeff. Uh, maybe it says the text is gonna say shut the fuck up or something. You know, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm, we have, I have a guest leaving, but it was an earlier text, and he said Eric Zahn, um killed himself. Yeah. Yeah. Eric Zahn killed himself. And as um, this story about Eric Zahn continues to unfold, um, um, this as the story continues to unfold, I understand he jumped out of a, the 29th floor in a hotel in um, Atlantic nice. City. Now, I know some of the hotels are older and you, you do have access to literally get out of the window or, and some of them have decks. You know, some of the luxury suites that have a deck and and... It's saddening, it's heartbreaking, and it's surprising because I don't know him well, so I will I will um, 
pretext my comments by saying that I, I don't know him as well as Jeff knew him or, or maybe even you. I didn't see it coming. He seemed like a guy who was very comfortable in his own skin. If you liked him, he was good with that. If you thought he was a douchebag, he wore that. He wore that as a badge of honor too, because in his mind, you cared enough to like or hate. So, just thoughts. Where were you when? You, where were you when you first heard it? Yeah, I I didn't hear about it till yesterday afternoon. I was driving back from uh, Santa Monica, and I had a friend who lives in Dallas. She was fr- uh, she had known him previously and sent me a text like, "Hey, did you hear about this?" Um, cause he had texted her just like asking random, just like one random question, um, like two days ago. And she was like, did you hear about this? Is this real? Um, and I, I had no idea. Um, I didn't, I didn't know Eric well. It's so I, I personally don't know where it was, what was going on, anything mm-hmm. out of that. It's, it's hard to lose I mean, even though I don't know, I'm sure a lot of other people don't know him, but we all know of each other, right? And we all have the same passion. So it's hard for the community to lose to lose someone like that and in that way. So as sudden yeah. as it was just shocking. Yeah, and know. it's it's another thing to touch on. Like all the only reason I knew him was because social media and then obviously like the AVP, but the front of the two the two ways you can get information like I would have never thought based on social media or mm. whatever else is out there for the visible public eye. I mean, you can paint whatever, whatever picture you want. And so, but you never really know if someone's struggling, you never really know what's going on in their personal life. And um, it's just, it's heartbreaking to know that people in your community, that people you're close with are close with um, whether you're directly connected to them or not can be struggling and, no one can know. Right. I am. Um, I mean, I could normally go on, go off on some tangent about how like everything we talk about is connected to mental health. We were just talking about gun control. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking, uh, I talked a little bit about homelessness or, or just, um, and suicide is part of those things, but I'm not, I don't think I want to do that. That's, that's, I think it's lazy and it's cheap for me to, to take that approach. So I'll just say this for like everybody listening. If, if you have a friend, if you have a friend at home, um, or if you have a friend, long distance friend, whether you think they're, if you think they're going through something, and even though if, you, if your gut tells you that, and if you have no evidence to support it or or refute that, just call them. Just call them. Tell them you love them. Yeah. Tell them I'm thinking about you. Tell them you love them. You know. Tell them hang in there. Because those things do help um people who are mildly depressed clinically depressed we can go we can you know there's a whole whole other range of scope of thing uh, things you can do but sometimes just just having a friend saying hey what's up let's go let's go to Hennessy's let's go sing karaoke let's let's fucking chill you know yeah. um so for those of you out there the only piece of advice I can offer and from um from a heartfelt place and not from from this clinical uh, uh place is just you know, hold your friends dear. Tell them, tell them you care, and they they'll believe you. Tell them you love them. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I think it's been said enough, but like, just be a good person. There's so many ugly people in the world, and if we you live can, in a cynical world. Yeah, and if you can do your part to just 
spread love wherever you go and you don't have to do anything outstanding or outrageous, but love your, love your neighbor, love the strangers. Yeah. Cause even, even just like smiling at someone at the grocery store is a form of love. I think. Goes a long way. Yeah. Goes a long way. You know, it's one of the things I didn't miss about New York. I missed good food, Italian food. And I don't know if you've seen any of my pictures on social media. Yes. I brought new meaning to the word good time, term good time, but. I didn't miss people that don't smile and don't say a word. Mm-hmm. The fuck? I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I guess I'm a California kid now because of that. But, um, and I'm surprised that more New Yorkers don't do that to themselves too. Or maybe they do. I don't check stats, but smile goes a long way. Yeah, absolutely. Friends, strangers. All right. Absolutely. Yeah. Just don't get fucking kidnapped. <laughs> yeah, um, dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you can avoid it, don't live in Albuquerque <laughs> right now. <laughs> All right. I held you up long enough. Oh my God. Well, it actually to please to tell you the rest of the story. So he like held me hostage in my own home for a while. And then, um, I basically was just like, dude, let me go. I mean, I talk, I humanized myself. I swear the only reason he didn't, I mean, he found me in my underwear. Like the only reason he didn't harm me in any other way was because I just humanized myself and asked him about his mom, his, if he had a daughter, if he had sisters, Um, and then I eventually was just like, dude, I'll take you anywhere you need to go. I won't tell a soul. Just let me go. Um, he ended up wanting to go to the other side of town. We picked out, picked up his like cracked out girlfriend and, um, little, little did I know. She must have looked at you like, who's that bitch? Dude, she had no idea who I was. Like even after, well, even after. Stop laughing. (laughs) It is funny. It's funny now. I can talk about it now. (laughs) But after when I was talking to the police afterwards, he like she didn't even know i was in the car because they were so hopped up on drugs like heroin um i got my truck back so whatever end of the story he ends up stealing my truck he like physically throws me out of my truck um and steals it and then um i get the like the police find my truck a few days later and there was like needles and all kinds of drugs and thousands of dollars worth of stolen stuff um yeah they got him he's in jail now (laughs) Good. Hope he's listening to this. I hope not. Oh my God. Yeah, because he knows where you are. I think, yeah. I think in this, listen, Cassie, I would suggest you in this community, let's say you have a little help from your friends here. We, um, because of the work everybody put in, we, 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 we in Camosa Beach in this bubble that I, I, I used to just point at and laugh at now, and now proud to be part of it. Mm-hmm. We take care of our own. Yeah. You know, we we love we we love we love our own. We all, you know, this is a special group of people in this timeline. As you get older, you look back and say that's not replaceable. Yeah, you know, I had a group like that in New York too, in Central Park. So, you know, all right. And with that being said, hey, we got to do this again when I'm a little bit more prepared to talk about subject matter. And Jeff, yes, yeah, big up to Jeff Samuels, man. I got, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we got practice later on today, right? <laughs> Yeah, we are right. Um, you know, I'm fucking beat though. I'm like Jeff, man. <laughs> you got, you yeah. got my back today. But Cassie House, ladies and gentlemen, the oh, one, man. the only Cassie House. Thanks for the having Cassie me. House. I'm Jason it. DeBeers and Jeff Tekken in. I say so long. Be good, baby. Be good, people. <laughs>